Parenting, it's the hardest job we'll ever do. Most of us are tired, stressed, and counting the minutes until bedtime. But what if raising kids could feel just a little lighter? I'm Dr. Hillary, a licensed psychologist and mama of three, and you're listening to the Raised Resilient Podcast, where each week we tackle tough parenting topics, and I help decode behavior and empower you with tools and strategies so that even the hardest moments make more sense. Because parenting is hard, no matter how you do it. But I can help you go from barely surviving to parenting in a way that feels good for you and your child. So warm up your coffee and grab your earbuds. It's time to raise resilient kids. Hey, Cycle Breakers. Welcome back. So in today's episode, I want to address the idea of validating our children's feelings. What does that actually mean? And how can we do it in a way that really feels to our kids like validation because I think a lot of times and I get this question from parents a lot we will go in with the best of intentions we will think that we are validating these feelings really well and then our kids will get even more upset or they will give us other kinds of feedback that shows us that hey maybe these attempts at validation are not actually working, right? I'll have people say, I'm saying the things I'm saying, I hear you. I'm saying, I know you're sad, but it seems like it's only making things worse. What am I missing? Right? This is really common. And if you're feeling this, you're not alone. So I want to break down some of the main, I think, common mistakes that we make as parents when we attempt to validate our children's feelings. So before I get into those common mistakes, I want to talk a little bit about what validation even really is and why is it so important. So when we validate our children's feelings, what we are trying to do is to really genuinely empathize with them. We are trying to help them feel seen and accepted in that moment exactly as they are. And we are trying to help them trust the feelings that are coming up in their bodies. So when we say, I hear you, you really want X or, oh, you're really sad about that. It's okay to be sad. We are trying to validate not just what they're feeling, but the emotional process that is unfolding. And I think it's really easiest to understand how validation can go wrong when we think about it from our own perspective, right? So let's say that you... I'll just, I'll share my own example here. I was, I remember taking my daughter to a pediatrician appointment when she was a baby and I had my middle kiddo with me. Actually, I might've had both of my older kids with me and it was just in those early postpartum days and my husband had just gone back to work and I was stressed and I had made myself this iced coffee and I really needed that iced coffee. Maybe you can relate. Like it just, that was the one thing that was kind of getting me through in that moment. And I got to the appointment. We were running late and I was trying to get the diaper bag and the kids and the baby. And I dropped the iced coffee and it spilled all over the parking lot. And I was so upset. Like I cried over this iced coffee. But in that moment, it really, really felt that important. And so I said to my husband, I think I texted him a picture of the coffee and I said something to the effect of this is the kind of day I'm having. And he texted back and he said, oh, that sucks. I'm so sorry. Right. 
And I felt so seen and loved in that moment. I felt so validated. Now, he could have said, well, what's the big deal? Get another coffee, right? There's a Starbucks down the street. (laughs) Or he could have said, I mean, I feel like this is a little bit of an overreaction, right? Or he could have tried to fix it. It's okay. You don't have to worry about it. You can, I'll make you a coffee when, when you come home, like trying to fix it, right? But he didn't do any of those things. You know, we have both done those things for each other many times. But in that moment, he was, he sent me exactly the message I needed to hear, which was that sucks. And I am so sorry. It made me feel like I was valid in my feelings in that moment. And you can probably relate, right? How many times have you shared something with a friend or a family member or your partner and either you really feel validated or they're trying to fix or trying to minimize or tell you why you shouldn't feel that way. And maybe you've even said, I just need to vent. I don't need you to fix this, right? Our kids need the same thing. And I would argue that with our kids, It might even be a little bit more important in the sense that they are just starting to figure out what these feelings are. They're just starting to connect them to words, right? And it's so important for us to reflect to them, hey, it seems like you're feeling some things that are really hard. It's okay to feel that. I see you. I see your struggle. It's okay to feel this way, right? I think validating feelings in a way that is effective really comes back to this idea of genuine empathy. You know, Brene Brown has this wonderful cartoon that illustrates the difference between sympathy and empathy. You should look it up. It's awesome. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes. But it shows this, I think it's a bear. I haven't seen the video in a long time, but it's this animal or character that climbs down into this dark, damp hole. And this character is feeling sad. And is alone in this darkness. And then there's another character standing at the top of the hole. And Brene Brown says sympathy is when that second character looks down into that dark, damp hole and says, Ugh, sucks to be you. I would not want to be there. Whereas empathy is when that second character crawls down into that hole with the first character, sits back to back and says, I'm here. I am willing to get in the muck with you. I am right here and I see you and I'm here, right? That's empathy. When we can really put ourselves in somebody else's shoes and experience or be able to in some way connect with what they are feeling, okay? So if we want to validate our children's feelings effectively, we have to be able to connect with some empathy for them. And I know this can feel challenging when whatever your child is upset about seems trivial to you. But remember, it is just like for you, you know, just like for me when I dropped the iced coffee, it wasn't just about the coffee. It was about the stressful reality of postpartum with three kids in a pandemic, right? It wasn't just the coffee. That was the tip of the iceberg. That was the straw that broke the camel's back, right? That was the thing that tipped me over the edge from doing okay to like, okay, fine. This is the last thing I can take right now. So the same is true for our kids. And so in order to connect with genuine empathy for them, you might need to think about, okay, when was the last time that I had a moment, right? When was the last time that I really lost it over something seemingly trivial? And what would it have felt like if my partner had tried to tell me to get over it 
in that moment, right? Or if, if somebody else had come to me and said, what's the big deal, right? So with that in mind, with that as the backdrop, here are four common mistakes that we make when it comes to trying to express this empathy or validation for our kids in these challenging moments. Okay, so the first one, we validate, but it's a disguised effort to make our child feel better, right? In these moments, that effort to make our child feel better might even be disguised from ourselves, right? It might be unconscious. We might not even be aware that we're doing it. But sometimes we might validate the feelings in hopes that they will stop, right? If we, even if we're saying all the right things, if in saying, I hear you, right? There's a difference between, I hear you, dot, 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 with no expectation. And I hear you with this sense of like, okay, but get over it, right? And again, we might not even be fully aware of it, but if you're noticing that your attempts at validation are falling flat, really check in with yourself. Am I feeling empathy for my child right now or am I kind of over it? And it's okay if you answer, I'm kind of over it. If you're allowed to feel that, you are 100% allowed to feel that. Take a deep breath, remind yourself that you're a good parent dealing with a tricky moment, and then see if you can connect with some genuine empathy for your child. See if you can think about, when's the last time I felt like this? What would I want? Okay, so that's the first one. Validation as an effort to get the feelings to stop. Okay, another thing that I see parents doing and that I know that I do sometimes is that we get stuck on the behavior and we don't see the feeling underneath, right? So this might look like, well, I hear you, but it's not okay to say X, Y, and Z, right? So let's say that your child is angry with you and says, you're the worst mom ever, okay? So often we respond to the statement that was made and we might throw and it's okay to be mad or I hear you in there, but then we might also say, but it's not okay to talk to me that way, right? And you're not wrong. Ideally, we don't want our kids saying that to us. But the only way out is through. And the only way to get to that point where your child has the skills to not say those things to you is to first validate and be with that feeling underneath. So to transform that into actual validation, you might say something like this. Wow, you are so upset with me to say something like that. I get that. I really get that. Do you want to tell me more about it? Now, your child may or may not want to tell you more about it in that moment. You are communicating that you really get that the feeling is so strong. And a lot of times when kids are saying those things, and again, this is not conscious to them, but a lot of times when they're saying these horrible things to us, it's because they really, on some level, they need us to feel how awful they feel in that moment. They need to communicate that to us. And so when we can respond to the feeling versus what's being said, we really can communicate that empathy to them. I get it that you feel so bad right now. This is such a bad feeling. You are so mad at me. I hear you. I know this is hard. Another common mistake we make when we're trying to validate our children's feelings is that we sometimes get stuck in this trap of trying to convince our child not to feel what they're feeling. So here's what that looks like. Let's say that you've gone to the playground. You've been there for 
what you feel like is a decent amount of time. You give your child warnings, you do all the things, and then your child still melts down when you say it's time to go. You might find yourself saying, I know you're sad to leave the playground. I know this is hard, but we've been here for an hour already and I gave you five warnings, right? Have you ever said something like that to your child? I know I have. But the problem with that is that we're not actually validating the feelings. We are actually trying to communicate in some way that, hey, this meltdown is not warranted. Right. And I think sometimes it's easy to get into that mindset when we feel like our child is doing something to us with the meltdown, right? Giving us a hard time about leaving the park versus having a hard time with leaving the park. So, what does that look like? How do we transform that into real validation, real empathy? Well, first of all, drop the butt, right? Always drop the butt. I know you're having a hard time leaving, but we've been here for an hour. I know you don't want to go to school, but you have to. I know you don't feel like getting a shot. I know you're scared, but we have to get a shot. So come on, it's going to protect you, right? All of these things that we try to convince our child. I know you don't like what we're having for dinner tonight, but I worked really hard on it. Your limit was reasonable. Your feelings are valid. And that's not real empathy. Drop the butt. So let's go back to the playground example and transform what was said. So I know you don't want to go, but we've been here a long time and I gave you five warnings. Let's transform that into real empathy. I know you don't want to leave the park. I know. I hear you. You were having so much fun. It's so hard to leave when we were having a good time. Can you walk with me or do you need some help? I see you need some help. And then you might be picking up an angry child, right? That's okay. Pick your child up confidently and calmly, even if they're mad, and continue to validate. You really don't want to leave. I really get that as you're walking to the car. Another example, my preschooler often has a little bit of resistance in the mornings when it's time to get ready for school. And if we were to say to him, I know you don't want to go to school, but you have to go. We signed you up. This is something that we agreed to. You said you like school. Okay, if I got into that place, not only does that invalidate his feelings, but it makes me seem not confident, right? And when we are not confident, our kids pick up on that. If I were to respond to him like that in those moments, he would feel that and he would not want to go to school. I think it would make the school resistance even worse. In fact, I've seen it in my practice so many times with families that I've worked with. When we say, I know you don't want to, but here's why we have to. That does not communicate confidence and that does not validate the emotion underneath. So what do we do? We say to him, I know you really don't want to go to school. I really get that. I remember feeling like this sometimes when I was little too, as I'm getting his shoes on him. As I'm putting his lunchbox in the car, I'm communicating through my actions and the momentum out the door, confidence in the decision to go to school, confidence in the, but we're going to go. That's implied through my actions that are moving us forward. What I'm saying to him is, I really get that. You really don't want to go. Tell me more about that, right? I am letting him have those feelings and what happens is kind of a amazing to watch. 
He'll have his feelings about it. Sometimes he even cries. He offloads that stress and then he wipes his tears and says, bye, mommy. See you later. And he's in the door with his friends. And when I pick him up, I had a great day. Right. And you can probably relate to that. How many times have you not wanted to go do something? Even I think as adults with busy lives, sometimes we even feel like that about social engagements. Right. Like I made these plans. I don't know if I want to go because I've had such a busy day. But then we go and we have a great time. It's okay to have those feelings, even if what you do is ultimately doing the thing that you had the feelings about. And we need for our kids to be able to express that to us, to really be able to share those feelings with us fully. So that would be the trap of getting stuck in trying to convince your child not to feel that way. And then another thing that I think we do is sometimes we get stuck in the details and we miss the feeling because we're so stuck in the logistics, right? And we're trying to appeal to logic. So here's an example from literally yesterday where I messed that up in my own life. So I was on a walk with my oldest and he was telling me about how he had created this world in Minecraft and it got deleted. He had worked for four weeks to create this world and it got deleted, you know, and we don't give them endless screen time. So he had done this in, you know, whatever segments of time that he was allowed to play screens over the past four weeks. And then he went to log on and it was just gone. And the way he communicated that to me, he was angry and he said, and somebody deleted it. And I got stuck in the logic of it saying, well, your brother and sister don't even know how to get on that TV. I haven't touched that TV in months. And your dad would never delete something like that. Certainly not on purpose. So I don't think somebody deleted it, right? I'm saying this to him. Well, how do you think that felt to him? super invalidating. And I noticed I caught myself because he kept on getting more and more upset. And I realized, oh, yeah, I'm completely invalidating his experience right now by trying to tell him by by getting focused on this one piece of this where, yeah, maybe I'm right. Maybe somebody didn't delete it. Right. But also maybe he needed somewhere to put those angry feelings. Maybe it was easier to say somebody did this to me because he didn't know where else to put his angry feelings. So what I did when I caught myself doing that, I stopped in my head. I said, okay, Hillary, you are completely invalidating him. Focus on what he's actually saying to you. And so I did. I started reflecting that back. I said, so you worked for four weeks on this thing that felt really important to you. And now it's just gone. And he was like, yeah, exactly. It was so great. And now it's gone. And he just started sharing more and more. And I could tell that the more I could just reflect what he was saying to me, oh, yeah, you you had that in the world too. And now that's gone too. Oh, gosh, that's frustrating. I would be so upset if that happened to me. The more he started to feel calmer as he felt really, truly heard. So when in doubt, if you find yourself getting stuck on logistics, right? We do this a lot. Let's say that your child comes home and says that they had a problem with a friend at school. You might find yourself going, but well, what did you do, right? I'm sure you uh, contributed to this friend dynamic somehow. You're not perfect. Maybe you're even taking the friend's side because you want your child to learn social skills. Well, that's not the way to help them learn social skills. Listen to what they are actually telling you. And if when in doubt, just reflect that back to them. 
so you were playing with Sally at lunch today, and then she didn't want to play with you at recess. Huh. Gosh, that must have been confusing, huh? Yeah, you guys always play together, and now she didn't want to play with you today. I get that. That I would feel pretty frustrated about that too, right? Just reflect back what they're saying. And sameness is always great when you can say, I felt that when I was little, or I remember feeling that before. But you don't have to do that. Really, just saying, okay, so you were playing with your friends, and then they didn't want to play with you later in the day. That's hard. I hear you, right? So when in doubt, focus on what they are saying to you. What is their feeling about it? Rather than trying to get focused on the logistics or the he said, she said, or the details. Because again, that's not validating. Back to the iced coffee example. If my partner had said, well, but did you like put the coffee on the roof of the car first? Or what did you do? Like, how did you even spill it? Right? That would have felt so invalidating. So go back to what your child is saying. You can teach the social skills later. You can teach them the impulse, re- well, impulse regulation you can't really teach. It's a developmental skill. But you can help them practice that later. You can talk about it later. In the moment when your child is upset, really and truly just find a way to connect to some empathy around what they're sharing. And that will come across Again, what we want here is genuineness. We want a genuine empathy and genuine connection because that's what's going to help your child feel heard and seen in these moments. And that's the goal. So I hope that helps answer this question of why are my efforts to validate my child's feelings falling short? So next time you're in this moment with your child, when your child is struggling, see if you can sort of troubleshoot if it's not going well. Hmm, I wonder if I'm doing one of these common mistakes. Am I trying to stop the feelings? Am I focused on the behavior instead of the feeling underneath it? Am I getting stuck trying to convince my child not to feel the way they're feeling? Or am I stuck in the details? Am I focused on the logistics? See if you can shift in those moments to genuine empathy. And then see what shifts in your relationship with your child. And that wraps up today's episode. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and I'll catch you next time. If your child's meltdowns are stressing you out, I've got you. My complete guide to meltdowns will walk you through exactly what's going on and how to help so that next time your child melts down, you can feel confident. Download your copy today for free at raiseresilient.com grow. And if you enjoyed the show today, Please share this episode and leave a review. Let's spread the word about raising resilient kids. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we've got this.